Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. 43 degrees and sunny here at 410 in Northeast Pennsylvania on this Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. And what do Tuesdays mean? Tuesdays with Tommy. Tommy's our Navy veteran. He was a senior staffer in Congress, and now he works to get the word out to our veterans on the benefits that they deserve and they've earned throughout their career. Tommy, thanks for joining us again this week. Hey, thanks for always having me on, Rob. I appreciate it. Always welcome, my friend. Always welcome. So, uh, first and foremost, do, do you have any Toby Keith stories in your time in the military? <laughs> well, everyone in the military, uh, especially in Naval Special Warfare, seemed to be a Toby, uh, Toby Keith fan. Uh, great artist. I never got to meet him. You know, I was so so sad. The last time I was in Vegas, we were gonna get tickets. It was either him or George Strait, and we ended up going to George Strait because we thought George Strait is older for my wife and I. And I was just telling my wife when we got up, and I I read uh, the news every morning before I get out of bed, and I told her, "Hey, Toby Keith died." But you know that there's a, there's a couple of songs that he did specifically for the military. That every time I hear, I turn the radio up and I stop talking. And I just listen and I think about them um, because they're just they really epitomize kind of what we our mindset was at that time. Um, just great, great, great artist. Definitely going to be missed. And uh, one of the guys who brought country music back to its roots of a, a little bit gritty, a little bit uh, you know mud on the boots kind of uh, music, and I love it. I'm just looking now, and Toby Keith performed nearly 300 shows for the USO. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he was prolific at supporting our military. And I know tons of other guys who got to see him when they were forward deployed. I just never got that chance. And now I'm really upset about it. Yeah. Yeah, he's Great performed art. in Afghanistan, Cuba, Djibouti, Guam, Iraq, Kyrgyzstan, and all the points in between. In 12 years, over 300 concerts for USO tours. So incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it was awesome that the USO always brought him out, and, and he was supportive to that. So that's, that's, that's awesome. All right. Well, going to be missed for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. So uh, you have three tips for veterans before they go to their VA examination. Absolutely. Um, this is something that comes up all the, uh, the time with veterans. You know, they're going to go to the VA exam, and this is for a service-connected disability. Now, if you're listening to this, and this sounds foreign to you, and you're a veteran or a spouse of a veteran, uh, you need to go to my social media right away and start looking up about service-connected disability. I'm not going to get into what it is, but you can go to any of my social media. I can explain to you what that tax-free benefit is, and you can do so at Tommy Marquez Consulting is my handle on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. All that information is there. But for those veterans, the majority of them who know what a VA service-connected disability examination is, uh, they always ask, hey, what should I know? Is there anything? Give me some gouge before I go. And so I came up with three things that you should know before you go to your VA exam. The number one thing is don't lie at your examination with your doctor. The examiner, who's, who's a doctor or a nurse practitioner in some cases, or a uh, LCSW for mental health issues or a psychiatrist. Um, they're gonna ask you questions during your examination regarding your, uh, your physical condition or your mental health condition, whatever it is that you've applied for a VA service-connected disability for. Uh, 
And I always tell this to veterans, don't lie. Now, I always get from time to time veterans saying, uh, you know, oh, everyone lies, they exaggerate. Actually, this isn't true. The actual uh, data shows that most veterans downplay their symptoms. And they go into an exam and they want to sound tough. And there's a saying that we have in the Navy, and that's, uh, it's easy to be tough, it's tough to be smart. And after they get their exam results, they come back and they're disappointed that they're, they got such a low rating. But they never considered that during the exam, they were trying to say that, hey, no, I'm totally fine. I'm good to go. I've heard veterans tell me this all the time, post-examination, that I, I didn't want to tell them, you know, sound like a wimp. You know, I didn't want to, you know, look bad. Well, okay, don't exaggerate. Don't, you know, add on to your condition, but be honest. Tell them where it hurts. Tell them when the pain starts. Tell them how frequent it occurs. And you don't have to downplay your symptoms to be tough during these exams. And it's just never going to work that if you're saying like, hey, I'm okay, even if you're going to a regular doctor, forget the VA. But if you're telling your doctor, no, I'm totally good, I'm totally good, totally good, then you're not going to get a good diagnosis. And the same goes for a VA exam. If you're saying, no, I'm really not that hurt, I'm really not that bad, I'm really okay, one, why are you there? But two, you're not going to get an accurate assessment when it comes to your disability percentage. So keep that in mind. The second thing where veterans make a huge mistake, and this greatly affects the assessment rating, is that we use vague language. We use ambiguous language. And language is important during a VA examination. For example, many of the conditions that veterans are going to a medical exam for they need to know how frequent these conditions uh, uh, occur. They need to know how bad it, it is. And they need to know uh, how long do these conditions last and episodes last. So a lot of veterans use terminology that is ambiguous. For example, a long time. Well, what is a long time, Rob? A long time on the radio could be a short time in a movie. The long time in baseball could be a short time in golf, right? So it's all relative. So you want to eliminate language like a long time or forever or a minute or since my first deployment. Those are all ambiguous terminologies. And I guarantee you the medical examiner is not going to go through your record and try to figure out when your first deployment was. They're not going to do that. They're in a rush because they got to ask you 100 questions in about 35 minutes. So it's not a lot of time. Instead, I tell veterans to talk to a loved one, a spouse, a friend, whomever, before they go into an exam and start using correct terminology. So say, hey, uh, the veteran says to somebody else, I go and I have these episodes of migraines 30 minutes a day or 30 times a year or 30 seconds at a time. Have measurable amounts of time in your terminology and avoid using ambiguous in vague language that leaves it up to the doctor if you want an accurate assessment. Also, avoid casual conversations with the medical provider that could get you in trouble. I've had these medical examiners talk to the veteran, and I'll give a specific example. I just did this video yesterday on my social media. Uh, I knew a Navy SEAL who got diabetes within one year of separating from the military. While he was in the military, he had several tests of high levels of blood pressure, hypertension, all these other things that should easily qualify him with that condition occurring within less than one year. 
But during his exam, the VA doctor, examiner, said, hey, you know, do you drink Red Bull? And the SEAL said, yes, I do from time to time. He goes, yeah, did you know that Red Bull could be the root cause of your hypertension? That could have thrown off your assessments while you were in the Navy. And the SEAL said, oh, I didn't know that. Good to know. Thanks. Later on, he was denied for the diabetes uh, rating because the medical examiner wrote in his notes that the veteran slash patient admitted that his uh, hypertension and high blood pressure results were probably from the Red Bull he was consuming. And that is not what the veteran said, but the doctor wrote that down. So avoid that kind of language. So language is, is very important. Now, the last thing is be prepared. Be prepared to go to your exam. This is important that you show up, not just on time, but you need to show up early. Because at a lot of these exam locations, parking is very hard to find. I've had veterans get towed. I had veterans miss their exam because they couldn't find any parking, had to park far away. And this is really important if you're a veteran and you have mobility issues. So think ahead about parking. Be prepared to stay long. I've never gone to a doctor's office and they said, hey, guess what? The doctor is actually going to move up because he's ahead of schedule. Never happens. Every time you go, the doctor is behind schedule and it's going to be longer than you think. That's, that's every doctor's office visit I've ever had. Okay, so be prepared to stay longer. Be prepared to get there early. Also, if you have an exam where they're uh, dealing with orthopedics, so your knees, your shoulders, and you know you have pain in those areas, keep in mind they're going to tug on you, pull on you, and bend you in all sorts of directions that if you didn't have knee pain before you went to that exam, don't worry, you'll have it afterwards. They are not allowed to give you aspirin, ice, even a place to sit afterwards. They have to shuffle you through. So if you know that you're going to have an orthopedic exam, be prepared with maybe an ice chest with uh, ice in it, peas or something to help you with, some Tylenol. And if you go to a mental health exam, and this has happened to several veterans who have actually called me after they've gone to a me mental health exam, and they're asked specific questions to kind of relive their trauma. Have you ever seen dead bodies? Give me an example of when your buddies died in combat. Give me an example when your life was in danger. Give me an example of these horrific events. And when they have to tell those stories, many veterans get trapped in that wormhole. They, they get trapped in that rabbit hole, and it takes them to a deep, dark place. So be prepared for after you go to your exam for a mental health visit to have a buddy that you could talk to, have a spouse that's ready to answer your phone call. Maybe it's a book or a place to go where you could rest your mind, you could calm down, you could get to a healthy, happier place. And always keep in mind, you could call the Veteran Crisis Line, which is 988, if you're going through a mental health crisis. So you go to that exam, you get in a dark place, know that you could call 988 or chat with somebody on veterancrisisline.net uh, via your phone or laptop or whatever it may be. So you have a resource there that doesn't take you down that rabbit hole, doesn't start you down a path of uh, negativity. You want to be able to get out of that. But be prepared to park, be prepared to be there early, be prepared to be there longer than you need to be there, and be prepared that during the exam, you know, they are going to poke and prod you. They may ask you some very um, pointed questions that are going to make you uncomfortable. Know that ahead of time, and then be prepared to handle all those things post your exam. Great now, advice. As always, Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, as always, I put this information in tons on my social media, Rob. 
And if you have questions and your callers and your listeners are so great, they're reaching out to me all the time on social media. Um, again, that's at Tommy Marquez Consulting is my handle. And uh, they're asking me these questions, and I'll try to provide them with videos or great advice for free, discounts and deals so they could have questions uh, answered uh, for free on all these types of things. Great advice as always, and that's exactly what I was going to ask you for, where they could find you. So, Tommy, thanks for all the information today. I appreciate your time. Yeah, God bless you, Rob. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Have a good day.